Welcome to Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Pariyagak Padmuchun, Hayots Padmuchiana Podcaster. Welcome back to Padmuchun, Pariyagak. I'm very, very excited about this episode. I'm Peter Hajinian. I'm here with my friend, Father Tarios. I'm here with my friend, Peter Hajinian. We are, we are, uh, um, what happened? How many episodes are we have done? I don't know. Um, not as many as, uh, <laughs> not as many as we should. <laughs> and not as many episodes as there are in today's episode. The great epic David of Sasud, or Sassu. the Daredevils of Sasud, or yeah. it has many names. Many names. But let's, let's uh, before we get to our episode, let's take a moment and think about and, and appreciate. This is our third year. Yes, that's right. This is our third year. This third year, or when did we start? It's hard to, it's hard to remember in podcast time. I think it's our, at least our third year. Yeah. If not more. We have a couple of sabbaticals here and there. <laughs> oh, we, this is not all. <laughs> we, 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 also, you have to consider that we don't, we don't just come here and, and let's talk about this guy. Let's talk, but we have to do research. Yeah, we don't know this stuff to, off the top of our heads. <laughs> we, we have to learn about all. We have to do... That takes some time. Yes. But also... Uh, we have some other responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> we have some other work to do. Although we, we, we love doing this. Yes. We have to say. I love doing it with you, Peter. It, it gives me great joy and I enjoy doing this with you. Uh, really, uh, I think uh, it, is, uh, it is just great. Um, I don't want to call it hobby, but I think it is, it is, it is just great work that we do together. Yeah. We learn, we educate ourselves, and yeah. hopefully you learn something too. Yes. Yes. That's our goal. Yes. And today, this is an epic episode. <laughs> it is. This episode is going to be epic. <laughs> Talking about... about uh, David, about... Uh, they're the devils of Sassoon. Yes. The national epic of Armenia. Okay, the so... epic of Armenia. Growing up in America, I always heard of, you know, David of Sassoon, and, and there'd be books and... Uncle's houses, you know, the Daredevils of Sassoon. But this is the national epic poem of Armenia. So mm-hmm. did you learn this in school? Yes, we did. The whole thing? Not the whole thing, no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't learn the whole, the whole thing. It's too, uh, too big, right, to learn the whole. But you learn the stories. You learn, yes, you learn the stories. You learn the stories. Yes, because this, so this is a... This poem, this is a, it's a poem, and it's an epic poem in the same way that uh, Beowulf or the Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur, these legends, these kinds of stories. What was the French one? Uh, Rudolph's Song of... Yes. No, Rud- what are you, uh, songs of... The, I gotta go to the notes. Oh, did that make it into the notes? Songs of Randolph, maybe? Randolph. <laughs> I gotta get... Um, I don't... Oh, I can't find it in my notes. There's too many... There's too many ins and anyway, outs in the story. Anyway, but, 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 but tell me a little more about what, is, what, what, what does national epic poem mean? What, what is it? You, you brought some other examples, too. It's the, it's the 
so first of all, it's a, it's a written work that usually comes from the oral tradition. So it mm-hmm. usually was a story that was told around, you know, in the great halls or wherever. Like Beowulf is a great example. It's a it's Beowulf. A, Beowulf, yes. Beowulf. It's the story that I had to read. This this was the epic I had to read in school. Is and it is it is it American? It's not American. It's it's not quite even. It's considered English. But it comes from the English or the Anglo-Saxons, mm-hmm. and the Angles are a Danish tribe. It comes from those Danes, so that so it's Irish, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But it's if it's you a, don't know what it is, you just call it Irish. Call it Irish. But it's a, it's a story of a guy who goes out and fights this monster, this night Beowulf, and he goes out and fights this monster Grendel, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, you know, there's Grendel's mother comes, and there's you know there's a dragon, and so it becomes this story that sort of is an example of a hero in the culture, but also sort of it has something about it that is of that culture or makes sense in that culture. Hmm. So uh, you know, usually they include heroes, mm-hmm. and they include some sort of uh, the hero has to do some impossible task, kill a dragon. Or, you know, take on, you know, they do some impossible task, that kind of a thing. And there's something about it that is either tied to a country or is uniquely that, uh, from that, that nation. Hmm. So this, I think this, this counts because David of Sassoon, which we'll find out, is not just about David, but is about a whole family right, right. of Sassoon. But it's about these, these people that are... Of Armenia of the land, mm-hmm. and their only goal is to, or or their, they don't live to gain power. They mm-hmm. just live to protect the the land, protect the people, protect Armenia. In this case, from a lot of outside invaders. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're they're sort of wholesome characters. There's a little bit of cunning, but they're not known as like the smartest person in the story. Right. They're you know strong, but they're not brutes. They're sort of this uh, you know good, just a good old boy. Yeah. David was a good old boy of Armenia. Yeah. They know? are strong. They are powerful. Yes. They are not as smart. They may make just crazy decisions. Yes. Uh, decisions that don't make sense. Yes. Uh, but they are honest. Yes, honest. Honesty. Honesty. And they are. Uh, and uh, they always fight for justice. Yes. <laughs> they don't do anything that is wrong. Uh-huh. And sometimes they are, they, they, they are devils. They are, they, yeah. They, they, they sometimes they are easily convinced to do something, easily, uh, you know, take one side or the other side. Or, yeah. But if somebody comes and, hey, look, you know what you have to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I mean, like the example of Beowulf. Beowulf doesn't have to go out and kill this monster, but he decides to do it, you know, and... and, and he does it after a night of drinking with all these other nights. So yeah. it's, you know, there's a little bit of that kind of adventure thrown in, and, and you, this is a fairy tale. Also, I will say, so this, this story started being told around the 800s, we think, mm-hmm. and it wasn't written down until the late 1800s. So this yeah. was told by Gusans, by the, by the bards going from village to village. And, and probably that's changed. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they probably, you know, they got to f- eat free and had a place to stay as long as they had a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. So if they could keep the story going, they get more food, they get more wine, they get more of this. 
So there's a lot of versions of this story. Yeah. And a lot of different, you know, details. And I read two or three different sort of uh, synopsis of it. And each one had a slightly different take or a couple different details mm-hmm. or, you know, right. so... Different versions. Different versions, yes. Yeah. But the, the, the story is, uh, it takes place mm-hmm. in, a, in a city, in a town or in a village, in an area of Armenia called Sasun. Mm-hmm. And Sasun is known uh, for its uh, courageous spirit. Sasun is known for its fighters. Yeah. Sassunsis are the ones that would rebel against Turkey. Uh-huh. Sassunsis were the ones who always fight. And Sassunsis are, you know, if you look at Armenian fighters back then, they had like long mustaches. Big mustaches, or, yeah. And Sassunsis, they were known for their dance. <laughs> when they were shoulder to shoulder, they were dancing together. They were this, there was this famous dance of Sassunsis. Sassunsis dance. So Sassunsis are, are known yeah. for their courage. Sassunsis are known for their spirit. Of fighting and, and liberation, but also of their little bit of a side that is <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to mess with the Sassunsi. No, but but very courageous, very yes. strong, and good spirited, good spirited people. Yeah. yeah. So the 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 poem uh, takes place in a in a city in the town. The place is called Sasun. But it represents entire Armenia. Yeah. If this story represents uh, the struggle yeah. of, of Armenia, Armenian people. Yeah, the yeah. heart, the heartland of, yeah. of Armenia. Yeah. yeah. Now, as you mentioned, the story uh, uh, was written in 1800s. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, it was uh, the, the bishop of the time, Karagin Servanzadian, who is well known. Yeah. Uh, uh, he finds somebody, a village person, uh, 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 who was, uh, who knew the story, who would tell the story. Yes. Who would tell <laughs> And this itself is a great story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this person, they, they knew the story. We don't know who this person was, right? Just a villager. He, he, we know the name. We, we know he, it was some Gabo or something like that. Yeah. Weird name. Not, Gar- a- not, not Garbo, not Garabed. Like some another name, sort Garbo of like, or something like that. Yeah. I forgot. But this villager knew the story. Yeah. So 1873, Karagin Bishop Karagin, who was bishop of that era, he writes down the story for the first mm-hmm. time. But but read that story. The when he describes how he was able to put it put it together, or how was he to convince this villager to tell the story. So he he says, you know, he found out first of all that this he calls him a master had two pupils. Who knew the tale by heart? Mm-hmm. So this is a long this is a long story. We're going to try and tell some of it, not even get through all of it. But he they knew it by heart. So so he said, "You gotta you, you gotta you gotta tell me. You gotta tell me." And this guy says, "It's so long, I've I forgotten can't. a lot of it. I can't I can't do it." And and by this time he was Cardigan Bishop Cardigan. He realized that this poem is going to be forgotten. Yeah. Not many people know by this time. Yeah. It's been hundreds of years. Yeah. You know? He's from times of Arab invasion. <laughs> right. So he, he says, I begged for three days. That right there is a tip that it might be a little. <laughs> for three days, I begged him, conjoled him, honored him, rewarded him. <laughs> and when he felt better, was in the proper mood. He recited the tale for me in his own village dialect, and I wrote down all his words. <laughs> so imagine, can, we, can you do a little more? Well... 
I mean, well, if I had a little more wine. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh. oh. I'm so hungry right now. Do you think <laughs> so, we could have Horovats? Give, give me a minute. <laughs> so he, he wrote it down in the village dialect and then probably translated it into more classical Western Armenian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there, there was uh, uh, Hovinus Tumanian wrote, he wrote a well-known version in 1902, so about yeah. 30 years later. And I've read an English translation of that version. Of Tumanian version. Yes. It wasn't a very good translation, though. So oh. it was... Uh, it, it's it not easy to translate Tumanian because Tumanian loses, uses a lot of uh, folk language, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it couldn't quite, quite get the flow, but you get to see the story and see the kind yeah. of the action as it happens. Um, but you could tell that there's... There are a lot of crazy things that happen in this story. So you could tell that when somebody, when they're getting on a roll and they're telling it to you, it would be really, it would be really uh, gripping. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a miniseries for sure. Imagine somebody telling, parts of it sound like, parts of it are, are weird. Yes. But that's the story. That's, it's, it's their devils, right? Right. And, and partly they don't even make sense. You no. know, Egypt is involved, and then the king, and then they send him. <laughs> yeah. there, there is everything in, yeah. this, in this story. <laughs> Egypt is involved, but they're always going to Baghdad, which is mm-hmm. in Iraq. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure which, <laughs> which kingdom yeah. they were fighting. <laughs> but in 2012, it became, UNESCO said this is on their list of intangible cultural, cultural heritage. heritage. So it, it's now, uh, you know, it's something that's, it that's famous. Heritage. Yes, worldwide. For, for, for Armenia. But let's go over uh, kind of uh, the, the story of, uh, well, as you mentioned earlier, uh, it, it is known uh, as the daredevils of, in Armenia it's called Sasna Tsaresh. Yeah. Story of Sasna Tsaresh. Tsur means kind of uh, something that is crooked. <laughs> it's off. <laughs> yeah. So, daredevils, the, the Good translation is Daredevils yeah. of, of Sasun. But sometimes the well known, the most known character from the story is Sasun Si David. Yeah. So David, from all the characters in the story, only Sasun Si David has a statue in Armenia mm-hmm. in front of the, uh, uh, the train station. Train station. You know, yeah, in Yerevan. In Yerevan. Yerevan. He's one of the symbols. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's just beautiful. You know, the sword, how, how big and huge. And, um, he's riding a horse. He's riding a horse as though he's, he's going off to fight the Mamluks. You know, he's ready to protect the land, protect Armenia. Yeah. He's going, yeah. He's, and, it, and, it's, and it's, if you, if you uh, uh, consider the, uh, the stories, the different invaders that come, that appear in the story, it seems the story takes place in a few centuries. Yeah. You know, there was Arabs, then there was Mamluks, mm-hmm. and there was Egypt, Egypt from, Mamluks from Egypt. Yeah. Just a few centuries, because 7th century, 6th, 7th century, and then 11th century. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it really deals with all the invaders. I think the king at the beginning of it is King Gagik, who there was a King Gagik. There oh, were two King Gagiks. Yeah. So in, in King Gagik, uh, the Bagratid emperor, not empire, but the Bagratid kingdom kind of hit a peak when Gagik was king mm-hmm. with the city of Ani. At the time of 
probably around the time this was a popular story, Ani was about 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. And that actually makes it one of the largest cities right. in the world at that time. Because it was on the Silk Road. There was a lot of people coming and going. Right. I've heard people describe this as part 1001 Arabian Nights, mm-hmm. part King Arthur legend. It's kind of, you know, a little bit of the Shan Shah, which, or the, the Shana Shah, which is the Persian epics. Right. There's, there's a lot of influence that go into this. Yeah. Anani was known as the city of thousand churches. Yeah. ダウンビーイノイスデオシティデテスタウンチェンバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバイバ
It's yes, it's divine, divine, divine conception. Or, yes, divine yeah. conception. Yeah, we, they are not. Be, so she, uh, she's conceived with twins. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the caliph goes, "Wait a minute, what's going on?" Well, 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 I was visiting my cousin. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so the story is like she had some uh, divine. Yeah. Immaculate conception. Yes. As a, as a proper term, probably. Immaculate conception. And she, uh, and she had twins. Yep. And now, now I, so one story I've heard is the caliph says, all right, this is enough. And then he goes and evades Armenia and destroys it. Mm -hmm. Another story. That's a short book. That's they said, book. right. <laughs> they said, right as he gets to the border, she said, somebody said, uh, we'll make a deal with you. Um, you can, if you don't invade us, we'll take the kids off your hand, the two twins off your hand. Mm -hmm. And then there was another version where one, one brother gets sent and the other brother gets left and then they eventually get blah, 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 blah. But for our purposes, let's just say that... Uh, twins, they, they survive. Yes, the twins survive and they end up back in Sassan. They end up back in They Army. come back to, to, to Sassan where yes. your mother probably used, used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and their names are Sanazar and Balthazar. Sanazar and Balthazar. 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 We, we've, we've heard of these people, right? Yeah. Now there is, this, there is some kind of conflict between the two brothers about a princess, <laughs> about who is going to marry. Uh, you know, uh, the, the brothers end up having a conflict with, with each yeah. other. <laughs> and they're not, they're not normal. They're like, they grow up very fast. They're very yeah. strong, lots of feats of strength. They kill lions with their bare hands kind of thing. And yes, they start they fighting are, they over... They are powerful. They are strong because they were immaculate concepts. So there is uh, the, I don't know, happen but but they have this uh, kind of superpowers they yes. have these unnatural uh, powers right and then a princess comes between them and then a princess comes between and then separates the brothers yes. the Bardasar ends up leaving mm -hmm. going back to um, Baghdad yeah right so Sanasar stays in in Sasso mm -hmm. and he kind of becomes the ruler yeah. of Sasso yeah, he becomes and protector of Sasson. So all of these characters, it seems their main goal was to protect Sasson. Yes. From all kinds of invaders, from dragons, yeah. from Vishap. Yep. <laughs> Vishap was this uh, character, but was, was this like a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so they David fought with 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 uh, with the dragon. Three, three sons mm -hmm. and they, I'm sure they were all special but we only care about one of them and his name was Miher <laughs> the great this now we're to cycle two you think David is here not yet you gotta wait we gotta wait you gotta wait we yeah. got a whole nother we got a bunch of yeah, stuff so Bardasar uh, Sanasar has a son yes his name is uh, Mahesh yeah so this one is 
There is two Mahesh in the story. Yeah. One is Medz Mahesh, great Mahesh, greater Mahesh, and there is the young, younger Mahesh, right? Yeah. Uh, so this Mahesh, this, this character is, is fascinating. <laughs> His story is just amazing. <laughs> is he your favorite? Uh, I don't know he's my favorite. Is there anybody that's your favorite? <laughs> I don't have a favorite in this one, but there's a lot. He, yes. I think they all are, it, it's hard not to love this character. It's hard not to love them. Yeah, because every time you, you meet a guy, like the two brothers, Sanasar and Balthazar, and you go, who, who are these guys? These guys are nuts. And then comes along Mikher, and then you go, who is this guy? This guy is nuts. <laughs> oh, well, Sanasar and Balthazar, they were normal compared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, because he runs into trouble when the Egyptian Mamluks, Mira Melik or Mizr Melik. No, this one is Mira Melik. Oh, Mira Melik. I don't know. Mira Melik. Yeah. Mira, we'll go Mira Malik. But so, Mr. Malik comes later. That's right. He comes later. Mr. Malik comes that's later. That's another thing. Is There's a lot of things that come back in this. Come back. They had only four names and they used them all up. Uh, so he, the, the, the Mamluks of Egypt come and invade. Mm-hmm. And they want tribute. They say, okay, we want tribute. And what ends up happening is that uh, um, Mir, so he, he he's liberates not, Sassum. Yeah, he liberates them. And then he goes to fight Miramelik himself, right? He goes to Egypt. Goes to Egypt and decides, says, I'm going to take you on one-on-one combat. Yeah. And then they, they try to fight. Mm-hmm. And they realize that... They're just... They're, they're evenly so, matched. Evenly matched. <laughs> he goes to the right, he goes to the left. You know, every time, every time they swing, that they're just so... They're so evenly matched that they realize that, you know, we actually have more in common... Yeah. Then we have <laughs> there is something yeah. common, something great about us. So let's be brothers. Yes. And they become blood brothers. Let's swear an oath. <laughs> and the oath is, if if I die, you'll take over my kingdom and take care of my people. And if you die, I'll do the same to you. Same. And they also they both uh, go and take out a life insurance policy. Right. <laughs> they both have life insurance policy. <laughs> so this, first of all, that's like. The the hand to hand one on one combat, I could I could see this happening. There's actually a story where one Persian dynasty is there's another Persian the Sassanids and the Parthians, the Sassanids are coming up and they're like we're better than the Parthians and they said all right we'll prove it we'll do one on one combat the Shah against your who you want to be mm-hmm. Shah, and so they they fought on you know they had a one on one battle and the Sassanid guy won and so then they were like. Okay, we're gonna. The Parthians are done. The Sassanids are right. here. So he has this battle. You could see this people being like, "Well, that's a good way to, to settle it." So they have this battle, but then to decide, ah, oh, you know, we're so evenly matched. How about hey, you know what? You seem like a good guy. If yeah. anything happens to me, why don't you why don't you take care of my family? So that's just a crazy kind of deal they strike, and then it gets crazier. What happens next? Because Mira Melik's wife. Sends yeah. a letter to me, her, and says, "My husband died. Can you mm-hmm. come fulfill your oath to come take care of me?" Accidental death. Okay. Yeah. So he goes down there against his wife's wishes. His wife says, "If you leave me, I will. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to accept you back." Yeah. For forty years. For forty years. But after forty years, I, I might. Yes. If we live that long, then you can yeah. be my husband again. So he goes down. So parole time. <laughs> yeah. After parole. forty years, you. <laughs> So Mihir goes down, and 
he comes to because the wife. He had a pledge. He had a. He yeah, had a he's like, I, I, it's my blood brother. I gotta go protect his wife now. It has nothing to do with. <laughs> well, I she, just have to go and take care. <laughs> she so seven years she keeps him there, and he has a child with her. And the, but what's interesting, but uh, it, it doesn't say that uh, you know they had a child together or something. It says. Uh, she, she tricked him. She tricked him. <laughs> she tricked him. So she tricked him. I heard one story I read said she got him drunk for seven years, <laughs> and that's how she she kept him imbibed. Was the way it was. It was. <laughs> so that's how. So they have a child together, and then he kind of comes to his senses and leaves because he hears one time how uh, how uh, she's talking to uh, to her son. Uh, and she says, well, when you grow up, you're going to go and destroy Sasun. Yeah. You're going to go and destroy Sasun. So Mahesh, he overheard that and he decides to go back and protect right. Sasun. And he doesn't confront or say anything. Why would you say that? I left myself to come and protect you. He just, he just, he just says, what am I doing? It's like he wakes what, up. He wakes up. And then he goes back to Sasun. He goes back. And then, and then the real story begins. He's got to convince his what? wife. You are back in. after these. He these says, years? "Why wait another thirty-three years? It's already been seven. Why not just take me back now?" Just, just hang around here. <laughs> but no, the the um, <laughs> Catholicos, yes, convinces uh, uh, the queen, yes, of Sasun to accept him back. To take him back. Take him back, and and he said, you know. Yes, he's not perfect. Yes, he, had, he, he has some, his problems. He has his problems, but who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Which of us hasn't gone to, you know, our yeah. blood brothers? To, yeah. to, you know, it happens to everybody. There's, there's even a version of this tale where the, the widow was lying and Mira Melik is still alive and he leads an army to fight oh, Mira on his way. Anyways, she takes him back. She takes him back. Takes him back, and, and they leave. <laughs> they leave, and they even have a son. Together. They have a son, and guess who it is? It's a here Dali. He is. Here he is, David Assassin. David <laughs> So, if you're keeping score, we're about halfway through the epic, and we have just now met David Assassin. Here, the way he, his story starts is that at some point he starts drinking milk mm -hmm. because he's so strong, and yes, so powerful that he stops drinking milk. And what they do to him, they send him to, <laughs> to Miramelik's widow right. to take care of The question is why? That's a good question. They, they send him to his the stepmom. If he wanted, if she was, he, his father left, she wanted to destroy son. Why would you send your son? And, and if, just, why would you take care of your... But no, no. The story we, will be too... Too simple. <laughs> yes. We need to complicate if, things. If he was raised by his parents. No, no, no. Yeah. Let's send him to... <laughs> let's send him... Let's send him... And, and so may we do. For some reason, this is where it gets a little confusing because they call them... Mira Melik and his wife, widow, are Egyptian, right? Mamluks. Mm -hmm. But they're being sent to Baghdad. So <laughs> I, I get confused by that a little bit. There's, But again, it's, it's not a real... Historical, it's it's fairy tale. But that's what makes this interesting. Yes, and so fascinating and and wonderful. <laughs> there's there's also a little bit of they're not they they don't act like kings necessarily or they don't want power like kings. But you do get a sense that this family is kingly. Right. You know, 
Obviously, they're of royal blood. Yeah. But they're it, kind of leaders or rulers. Yes. Due to their power, due to their, their physical power, and their ability to protect. Right. And to, to fight. Anyway, what happens to David? <laughs> well, he, well he, he takes the milk and he gets strong, but he also has a half-brother there. An older half-brother. The one that was born, his father was tricked. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. So, uh, it says, you know, one of the stories goes, uh, the widow talks her older son out of murdering David of Sassoon a few times. <laughs> So, you know, this was like, uh, you know, you think your kids fight? Well, <laughs> well these guys kids. really fought. Yeah. No, 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 honey. We don't, we don't do that. We and don't and do she, what, she, what she ends up realizing is she's got to get David out of there. So she sends him back to Sassoon. Yeah. So this, and this is the part where I think the yeah. story starts to turn a little bit into the Disney's, Disney's Lion King. Mm -hmm. Because when he returns home, his father and his mother are dead. Yeah, and his uncle is in charge of things, but his uncle's not really not great. as strong, not not as powerful, not the same same line. <laughs> yeah, his uncle feels like the world owes him a living and kind of takes takes advantage of the land and takes advantage of the power Lazy. and everything. Lazy and yes, and and so David does not like this. David is an honest boy who is about doing what's right, you know, and and so he he doesn't. The first thing that he does is he kind of goes out and discovers his father's hunting grounds. Mm -hmm. And his father's hunting grounds are being kept. Uh, nobody's supposed to go in there except the Mamluk king, mm -hmm. the new Mamluk king who comes up and hunts it, kind of, right. you know. But David's going out there and, and he immediately causes problems. But what, what is he doing? Well, he's killing those animals and feeding the villagers because they're starving. Yeah. So immediately... He's doing what's right, and he's getting punished for it. Because he sees that villagers are starving, his uncle is not doing anything, so that's his role, to protect yes. and provide. Yes. He's not a king, but he's the protector yes. of the people of Sasson. Right. So that's why he, he fights against these enemies and the dragon. And, uh, yeah, this, I, love, I love the next part where they, the, the uncle gets really frustrated with them and kind of sends them out to the mountains to tend the flocks. And while he's up there, he just happens to kill 40 demons. 40 demons, yeah. So that, you know, that was a couple of nights of, you know, storytelling yeah. that, that took. So he, he killed 40 devs and then uh, took all their fortune and, and then brought their fortune and gave it to his uncle. The uncle that sent him up there in the first place. Here, take, take it. Take Because all he wanted was the horse that he got. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably the horse he's, he's riding. His, for, his horse was a really a special horse. Yes. Uh... Special horse, uh, powerful and strong. Like, like I mean, if you see this the statue in Armenia, it's it's beautiful. The horse, the muscles. Yes. The horse has, and it's like they are together. They are one. Well, and that's a you know every hero's got to have their. I mean, Paul Bunyan has an ox. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Tzadik David has a has a sword. Turketzakin is like a, a, a lightning sword or yes. something like that. Turketzakin. Each, they each oh, have a name. That's right. Did we did we forget to say that his dad had a whole bunch of special armor? You forgot. <laughs> we forgot the armor. Well, there's all these ins and outs. Yeah. And then his father had a monastery too. Mm -hmm. David restores the monastery, rebuilds the monastery. It, 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 there is also the, uh, their their religion, their faith part of yes. the story too. Their uh, you know 
But there's always uh, problems with, with others, and uh, there's always, uh, you know, enemies. Yes. Now, Gosbadin comes with 40 yes. strong men, 40 uh, thieves. <laughs> he's the, yeah, he's the uh, tax collector for the Malik, who gets sent up to collect. First, it was seven years of taxes. But then, when they saw that there are forty, that David built yeah. forty altars and has gifts on, they upped it to forty years of taxes. 40 years. Hey, you haven't filed taxes for forty, <laughs> forty, forty years, and David was like, I didn't know. I <laughs> you can see too that there's kind of a repeating numbers too. Seven, seven forty years. All these seven. numbers are are special numbers. They are. They are uh, meaningful numbers. Yes. I mean, coming from Bible 2, in every story, you know, there is 40 years, 40 days, 7, and 3. All these numbers are not just... There was, there was never a story that is 5 days, 5 years, 17, or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were 7, 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 3. Anyway. Well, well that... Even, even, even the thieves, 40 strong men, 40 yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> And David wipes them out. And David kills them. <laughs> and then the Malik, the Malik, who's actually his half-brother now, they've grown up, he sends 500 people back, 500 men, and David finds out, and he heads them off at a river crossing, and he wipes out the entire force. But then he sends Kuzbad and the, the main tax collector, he kind of disfigures him, and then he sends him back to his brother with a letter that you know tells him to knock it off. And the king gets really mad. And even though his mother says, Lee, he's your half-brother, leave him alone. Leave him alone. You know, okay. he, he decides to conscript every single able-bodied man in the kingdom, all the Mamluks, for a massive attack to destroy David. To destroy David and Sasu. Yes. That's so, how that chapter ends. That's how the chapter ends. Millie Cliffhanger. Guess, but guess what? Guess what happens? I mean, this is you'll see a little pattern coming up. So all oh, this huge army comes to invade Sassoon. And David goes, okay, I need some help. So he goes around and he starts going to the village. This is beyond my power. Yeah. Listen, I'm a daredevil, but this is nuts. This I need is... you to help me. I'm not Iron Man. I'm not, I'm not Iron Man, yes. So he, he builds an army. And one old man who has seven sons pleads with him. He says, listen, why should all of us die? Why don't you just go fight the Malik yourself? One-on-one -on -one combat, and then you guys can decide what is. We'll we'll be waiting here. We'll be, yeah, we'll back you up if if you know things go bad. But why don't you start by fighting him, just like his dad and you know his uh, his uncle, the evil uncle. They they keep kind of facing. There is the theme of brothers. Yes. There is no in, in never in the story two brothers got along. No. You're right. None of them did. None of them did. Yeah. They always, from the beginning, Sanasabadasa had a conflict. These brothers from the same mother or different fathers, same father. I mean, they always had a, yes. had a conflict brothers with each other. Yes. <laughs> the only time uh, that uh, Mahed and uh, uh, they became blood brothers, kind of. Kind yes. Of, and they were, but they were still fighting with, the, with each other. So, Masha uh, Melik comes to, uh, to Armenia. Yeah. Uh, so David goes to face Masra Melik. He goes, he goes to face him. And there's different stories. Some stories, like, it takes them a while to actually do combat. Tweaks and Yeah, this and, and that. And come, he's, he's sleeping, come back in a couple hours. He's getting his hair done, come oh, back in a couple he hours. <laughs> he was right. He was here. He just let it. Oh, he, 
he, he just went he out. He just went out for lunch. He'll be back. Can I take just, a message? Can I take? Can I take? <laughs> well, finally, so finally they meet. They they <laughs> decide to fight hand to hand combat, one on one. And Malik charges his brother three times, and fails. Fails and, three times. And David takes his sword, the lightning sword, and cuts his brother in half. In half. And ends that. And then, because he's he's a good boy, wanting to do the justice thing. He takes half the body and gives it a Christian burial because, after all, his half brother was half Christian. Was half Christian. <laughs> Here, this half is no, 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 not that half. Yes, this half. This is the half <laughs> that we want to take. This is that is Christian. The other half, take it back to send it back to. <laughs> well, what do you do after you've you've stopped the Mamluks and cut your brother in half and given him a good burial? You need now. The story can't go on unless David finds a lady, right? So David needs to get married. David needs to <laughs> needs to have a son. So he gets he gets everything settled, and then he uh, there's some you know some a woman suggests that he goes to Tabriz to find a wife. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. There was there was no way for him to find. Her. And then this woman said, "Why don't you go to Tabriz?" Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. He's protecting the (laughs) land. You think that he could find a nice Armenian girl to settle down with? He was not easy to get along with. He was was just—he was just having difficulties finding girls, finding a wife for himself. So he goes to Tabriz. Yes, and then he finds his wife. And Tabriz is it true? What? Where does Tabriz come from in this story? I, this is a good. This is a great left turn. Yeah. yeah, this was obviously added much later. Yeah. So, for some reason, nobody else heard or cared about or approached David to get married to. But for some reason, a lady, uh, Lady Khandut in uh, in Tabriz heard about David. Yeah. And she wanted to get married to David. Yeah. I I, I, I wonder if. She contacted the lady and said, "Why didn't you send him to Tabriz?" Maybe because the word's getting around about how he, you know, cut the Mizr Malik in half, and he's the, you know, the the daredevil of Sassoon. Why don't you read that story? He goes to Tabriz, they meet and kiss. Yes, this is so. <laughs> they kiss, and then he tries to venture a little bit below her neck, kissing her, and she punches him in the nose, bloodies his nose. He tries to get fresh. And he pays the price. <laughs> and, but he is the guy that cut Mr. Millie. Yeah, he cuts a guy in half and now he's getting punched in the nose by ladies. But hey, you can't, you know, you got you to gotta treat her like a lady. So she's not going to put up with any of his garbage. So he, he leaves in anger, but she convinces him to stay. And so he says, okay, I think, you know, we fought now. I've kissed you and we fought. It sounds like you, you'd you're the right one. For, you're the right one for me. So he asks for her father's hand in marriage. And the, sh- the father says, uh, first you have to fight the Shah because she's <laughs> actually betrothed to the Shah. Yeah, well, there and, is... There is <laughs> and he says, I got to fight him. And he says, yeah, and could you bring back the Shah's head from Tehran? <laughs> so I do think now, maybe Lady Khandut was like, I don't know about this Shah. Hey, maybe that David guy can help me. Yeah, and, and then so, he says, on, on the way back, there's this great barbecue place. There's a great Why barbecue place. Why don't you stop place? there yes. and get, 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 get barbecue for all? In, in some stories, there's 40 other suitors that he has to try and outwit. And, yeah. you know, so you can see how this story gets epic. Yeah, I mean, you and I, we can, we can recreate this story. 
we, I mean, we this is telling these stories. We can just add stuff. Yeah. And nobody knows if it is real or not. These, the story is yes. so... Is, <laughs> so David buys first class ticket to, to Tehran. And he takes he Air, to Air Iran to Tehran. He goes to Tehran to fight. Well, it does... I mean, it, it's crazy because the Shah is a, is a big deal. The Shah of Iran is a big deal. And in the story, it's like a line. So he goes to Tehran... The Shah is waiting there. Yeah, defeats oh. the Shah, comes back with the head and goes, here you go, can I have your daughter now? <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so, you know, there's the, you, I'm sure there's probably a lot more to that battle than just David walks in, cuts off the Shah's head and goes back. He's the head of, head of the empire. He's an emperor. <laughs> but now we, maybe now we get to why she reached out to him too, because they get married in a Christian church. In a Christian because, church, because she converts. Because she was, has been secretly Christian the whole time. Huh? She was secretly Christian. She converted Christian. The and then they one. form a family together. And then they have a family, yes. And Boom. Get, guess what? Guess what his name is? Maher. <laughs> Another Maher. Now Poker. we have the youngest. Poker Maher. Poker Maher. Poker Maher. So this guy is even crazier. Oh, I do want to say, though, at around about this time, part of the story is that they go... From Tabriz, they go back to Sassoon, mm-hmm. and he kills a he kills Pope Frank. Now, Pope I don't think there was a pope named Frank, and Frank was usually Frank was usually the the kind no, of they, name they, they that they Pope Frank and, uh, and 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 Jack and Jack yes, but Frank was usually what they call the uh, Crusaders. They call them Franks because they were from France. They Generally, just said, ah, they're all French. We're gonna call them Frank. Yeah, in Armenia, that's how French. Uh, they were they were called Frank Franks. Yeah. So Pope, I don't know English translation of Pope Frank, but he <laughs> he fights him and kills. He, he kills off the Crusaders. So this was not really a pope. <laughs> no, I like though that that they've just decided that. Pope Frank. That's like every, that's like President Yankee Doodle. <laughs> President Yankee Doodle came to town. Let's, let's give him a chance. Let's add him to the story. <laughs> so they go back to uh, to Sassoon. Uh, oh, well, they, uh, they're on, on their the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the way to Sassoon. But wait, they they stop at a at a, a place called Akhlat. <laughs> yeah. By the Sultana. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and 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 she tricked him. <laughs> she tricked him into uh, into sleeping with her. Yes. And uh, promising to uh, to marry. Yes, she seduced him and said, "You got to marry me." How easy it is to to. <laughs> I don't know these uh, these uh, daredevils of Sassoon. Yeah, <laughs> but but he finds out about he he swears uh, with the cross. On, he had probably a, a mark or tattoo, a tattoo on his arm, uh, yeah, on his arm across, which is a tradition in Jerusalem. Yes, yeah. if you go to Jerusalem, you become a mahtesi. Yeah, uh, or they, in Arabic they call it uh, what do you what do you, a haji, haji, or I don't know if it is Arabic. They call it haji, mm-hmm. but in Armenian it's mahtesi. Mahtesi, yeah. Mahtesi, <clears throat> because those who travel to Jerusalem it was so dangerous back then. Yeah. Because Arab invaders or man, it was so mahtesi means those who saw death. Yeah. Mah is death. Desi means to see. Those who saw. So those who made it, they, they went through hell. They yeah. went through death. And so uh, Mah, he became, I, that's the tradition until now. So he had a cross too. He had a cross tattooed on his arm. On his arm. So he promises to return 
and to kind of fight. Yes. Uh, he, he will, yeah, he says, no, you seduce me. Now you're going to pay the price. I promise to come back and, and deal with you later. But then he gets home to Sasun. He forgets. He forgets. <laughs> and instead, he heads off for seven years to find brides for 40 people in his kingdom. 40 Pahlevans. Yeah. You know what Pahlevans? I know what Pahlevans is. No, Pahlevan. <laughs> you know what Pahlevans is? No. Have you seen Armenia when you sometimes travel in Armenia? Yeah. On, on a road, you see a, you see a guy jumping on a rope. Oh yeah, yeah. In in air with the with the stick in his hand, yes. balancing himself. Tightrope walker, tightrope dancer. They are polyvans. Ah, so it's like circus, circus entertainers, entertainers, uh, tightrope walkers, or or jumping up and down on a rope, and they are polyvans. So he gets home. And there aren't that many left in Armenia, by this. Uh, yeah. A folk tradition. It's beautiful. So forty polyvans. Uh, uh, they didn't have brides, so he goes. So he goes. Oh, what do you guys? You guys don't have a wife? Okay, and he spent seven years finding them a wife. <laughs> wow! What a what a, a great uh, way to spend your life. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, Mihir, Mihir is growing up. Yeah, Mihir, Mihir is growing. Mihir is growing up, and he goes. I gotta go find dad. Mm-hmm. So he leaves to go find his dad, and he <laughs> he goes to Tabriz. He goes to Tabriz. And uh, he, he, he meets with his uncles, uh-huh. five uncles, and for some reason, he doesn't like them. Yes. And he's, he gets angry at them, and he, and he kills them. Yes. <laughs> he, just, he wipes them out, because he's the craziest of all of them. <laughs> and he runs into his dad, and they don't know each other, who each other are, so they start fighting. They start fighting. <laughs> and now, this, this, is where, this is where I think, the only way this makes sense is if they're wearing the full... Uh, Chainmail, armor, helmet—they've got everything. And David realizes, wait a second, this this guy I recognize. I think this is my son. So he slows down a little bit. He stops fighting so hard with the sword, the lightning sword. But Mihar doesn't know, so he just goes crazy. Still goes crazy. <laughs> well, David eventually gets him to stop, and this gets him really mad. So an he calls on an angel to angel make to come and end the fight. Yes. And then he says, I want you to make my son infertile. I don't want my son to ever have any children. No Imagine <laughs> Yeah, no sons of his own, so he doesn't have to accidentally fight them on the way to find another bride for a Pahlavan. Oh. Well, about that time, his tattoo has a problem. There's a wound. His tattoo is a, yeah. is a wound. And he remembers that he promised to he fight promised the Sultan. He promised to fight the Sultan. Oh, what about that? <laughs> so he goes there and even though he's weakened from his wound and his fight with his son his uh, wife is the sultana has his illegitimate daughter shoot him with a poisoned arrow you know as he's coming before, before the fight before the fight and then she hears him cry out with such shock and anger that she dies on the spot yeah. the noise itself just just kills her but but he was so loud i mean he, he the, the people in sasun could hear yes yeah it was he, he, the cry was so and uh, uh and and and, and to maher maher hears about it and, and he goes to akhlat yes and wipe they wipe it out they, they destroy it. it but da, david's real wife Khandut, yeah 
she, she learns about David's death. Yes. That David died, and, and she, uh, she commits suicide. Right. Because it was, although David was gone for how many years? Well, he was gone for at least seven, seven years. Seven years for Pahlavans, yeah. trying to find brides for Pahlavans. And then he was off fighting his son and saving her brothers. Well, that's, that's also how Romeo and Juliet ends. Yeah. Is Romeo is poisoned and Juliet, and Juliet. you know, uh, or Juliet Commit. is poisoned. Romeo commits suicide. Juliet wakes up. Yeah. And then they're buried, buried together. Buried together. Buried together. Now, yeah. do you think the epic is over? <laughs> It's just starting. Because you'd be wrong. <laughs> we still got we still got a Sassanazi. So they, then uh, Mahesh, yeah, he has a wife now. Yeah, a Georgian wife. Yeah. For some reason, none of these brothers they found a wife in Armenia. No. They, they all had. For, for they some all reason, they all, all went out and find uh, Baghdad, Baghdad, or uh, or Georgia, yeah. or Tabriz, or someplace. It's just like there was no. What's going on? Well, maybe it was a way for the, the Gusans to, you know, go to Georgia and say, if I got a story for you, <laughs> have you guys ever heard of Meher? He's got a Georgian wife. Georgian wife. So he goes to, and then they, uh, he has Georgian wife, Meher. Now this is mm-hmm. the youngest Meher. Uh, his Georgian wife, they go to uh, other Badagan. Yeah. Other, other Badagan, which yeah. was... Iranian part of you, and that it was called that was called Azerbaijan before yeah. today's Azerbaijan. I mean. And then he becomes a king there. Yes. For seven years. Uh huh. He becomes a king there for seven years. <laughs> In, yeah. And then his uncle says, "Hey, you have to come back to, to uh, to Sasun." Yeah, because the tax collector's grandsons. Have guess invaded. who's back? Guess who's <laughs> back? <laughs> tax collector. Oh, they're still asking for taxes. They said it's it's, it's eighty been, years. It's, it's four hundred years been, now. It's been hundred years that you haven't filed taxes. You haven't paid your taxes. They are back. Asking yes. For more money. Well, he deals with them pretty gruesomely. He nails them to to each side of the gates of the city, which is pretty rough. And then, uh, well, that's I, I think it's 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 little cruel to de- that's how you <laughs> to deal with text. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean the customs. It's but it's a it's a couple generations old argument that they're <laughs> they're dealing with, um, and around about this time, Meher, there's a woman that delays Meher from going back to... It's uncle's wife, Sarah. Sarah yes. delays and tries to... Sedu- Everybody tries to seduce this. Yeah. Uh, these Sarah guys. Davis, these yeah. guys. And Meher. So he, he, re- he refuses her, and, but she says that he came on to her. Yeah. And so Ohan decides he locks him out of the house. The uncle locks him out of the house. And this is where actually... This is kind of a surprising turn in the story. Instead of forcing his way in, because Mihir probably has a lightning sword, he's the craziest of all of them, he goes back to Azerbaijan crying and, and, and sad, and, and he gets really dour. And, that's, and when he gets there, even worse, he finds that his wife is dead. But he's, instead of going back to Osasun and, and, and bury his wife, guess where he goes? Yeah. He goes to Aleppo. Why not? <laughs> we haven't been there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then from there he goes, he adds to, guess where? 
Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> no, he goes to Aleppo. <laughs> yes, where he um, meets probably Alibaba's then, 40 thieves. And then he meets another 40 strongmen. I mean, it seems yeah. like these guys are waiting in every 40 strongmen. 40 strongmen. He, who needs 40? And then... Uh, he goes, they go to the kings of the east and their sister has magical powers and banishes them. Their sisters banish them to get, get the throne for themselves. So these 40 guys go, hey, we got Meher. Maybe he can get rid of her because she's crazy. This guy's kind of nuts. So he, he goes and he meets the woman who he realizes must be their sister in disguise. Somehow he must tell there must be some family resemblance. And he decides to, well, he just slaps her. But he's so strong, he decapitates her with a slap. And... And the brothers rejoice and say, hey, thanks for getting rid of her. The evil witch queen, why don't you become king? But, yeah. you know, he decides, um, you know, and now he's really sad. Yeah. He's like... Yeah, and he declines and he's, he decides, well, maybe this is a good time to visit my great, 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 great grandfather's tomb in Baghdad. Yeah. This is maybe the right time. To, yeah. So Bal he goes to Baghdad Baltazar, to visit yeah. Balthazar. Remember that guy? Remember, remember Balthazar? Now he's back. <laughs> he visits his, his tomb. <laughs> 40 chapters ago and seven years ago, Balthazar, we and talked about And then he asked the king, and the king and says, do you know where he's buried? And they oh, yes. So they show him the tomb uh, uh, in front of a palace. Yeah. He's buried. He's not a king, but he's buried in front of a uh, palace. And then the king says, hey, by the way, while you're here, we have these animals. <laughs> Would you... Would you have time before you go back to uh, just fight against them? <laughs> yeah. And, and the, uh, the worst enemy, which turns out to be a demon, a dev. A dev. Who has 40 palavans. A coop dev. How does that, what does that, what does coop mean? I, I don't know. Coop dev. Coop dev. <laughs> coop. It is 40 palavans. Dev means devil. Right. Devil. And then they have these 40 palavans. But I don't know what 40 palavans. Palavans, they are circus Actors, entertainers, they're yeah. just jumping on a rope. What is for problem? What, what danger? What threat? They can, they can, I mean, they come around your house and they jump on, on a rope. Well, day and night they're jumping. I wonder if the Gusans were and telling this story. That's the worst enemy. Guess the, what others Imagine what other enemies they have. Right. If this it's, one is 40 problems. This is the worst one. Well, <laughs> this, so, this episode is going to be the, the this, Yeah. Well, I, so Mihir, he slaps that one sister, that one queen, and knocks her head off. It takes him three hours, three hours to, to fight this guy and then he was, cut he his head to off. catch those guys. They were just jumping up and down. <laughs> well, and then, but turns out there's something up with these Palavans. Because after the, the demon, Coop Dev, gets killed, they take their clothes off and reveal that they're actually women. Actually. And he says, oh, okay. So he takes the women and the severed head to the king of Baghdad who offers him his throne. Hey, why don't you take my throne? Again, another throne. Yeah. But Mihir refused, right? He was, he was offered to be a king in, a, in, a, in some other place and then here, but he, he always refuses. No, I have some other work to do. But, but he, he, he actually has nothing to do. He's just going around. He's just going around. I have more people to decapitate. But then he, he remember his father's... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, that he would never have a child. Yes. So he's going around without... Um, oh, that's, that's, that's terrible. Anyway. 
Uh, he, instead of the throne, he says, build the church. Build the church. And find 40 men to marry these 40 women. And then... Uh, and, and, and it happened. It was done. They find 40 men, 40 women there. They brought the, used to be Pahlevans. Yes. Uh, and then uh, he refuses the princess of Baghdad in marriage. And, uh, and, 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 and he, he, he leaves. He leaves again. Uh, and he goes to a king, Pajik. Yes. Uh, and then Pajik offers him, why don't you marry my, my daughter? Yeah. Kohar Khatun. Yeah. Uh, but which, first, you got to pass a test of where this is. So he's got to go destroy some more enemies. And Gohar even says, no, I'm not going to marry you until you destroy some enemies. So he destroys some enemies. The king of Aleppo... Which Who is he, jealous? Why did you? Why did you get married to 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 his daughter? Why yeah. didn't you come? <laughs> yeah, it, and has one of the regions of Sassoon's sons sent to fight Meher, who's refused. So Meher refuses to fight. He's like, I'm not going to fight another Armenian. No, I'm. This is enough. But Gohar says, if you don't fight, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. The gonna deal marry. is off. The deal is off. No engagement. So he fights, and, and Gohar is looking at it. Gohar is just. Looking at she's how, watching it. She's, she's watching, watching it happen. Fight. Yes, and and it's it must be close, which doesn't again doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's beheaded a demon. He's beheaded a bunch of guys, and it's very close. So Gohar decides to use her wiles to distract the regent's son, and when he you hoo, <laughs> and when he looks, Meher cuts his head. Cuts his, <laughs> hey. Hey, <laughs> but Mir is upset with Gohar for doing that. Although he killed him, but he was upset. Yes, he was upset. He said, "Why did you? Get, I was doing and, fine." And, and, and he says, "That's it. I'm leaving. I'll be in Starbucks for seven years. Seven years. <laughs> seven. I'm going to coffee shop for seven years. Don't come after." <laughs> seven years, which he spent slaughtering heathen and destroying their temples. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He returns to find Gohar, but after seven years. Gohar died. She's died. I mean, I wonder how old Meher is by now. Uh, but 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 uh, although Gohar died, but nobody buried her. She uh, was still not buried. So uh, Meher comes and, and he's the one burying, yeah. burying Gohar. And Meher wants to die too. Uh, and, and, and he fights. But, but, but he fights the angels. Yes. God's angels. Uh, in order to be able to you know if, right. I want to die I want but the angels you know. who's who's going to I mean who's going to who's going to kill him how's he going to die I mean he's got to be very old okay. and he's cut the heads off of everybody so he, he he's begging to die but begs the, to die. he's fighting with the angels he's like the story of yeah. Jacob too yeah <laughs> wrestling the angels wrestling the the angels and then eventually he opens uh, the the cave he opens the the rock in half and he enters yes. into the cave. Inside. He goes into and a cave. And it shuts down and closed. And with a huge door. Uh, a stone door. Uh, when he, and, and he hears the voice that says he can emerge on the day that a grain of wheat is the size of a berry of sweet prayer. And a grain of barley grows to the size of hazelnut. That is a... I think we're still waiting for that we're to happen. We're still waiting for that to happen. But we do know where the cave of Meher is. We do Meher know where is. the cave in, in, in Western Armenia. Yeah. 
there is this cave that is known as Mahari Dur, door of Mahaj. Yeah. And according to the legend, he's still there. He will he will come back someday. He this will is... come back someday to protect Sasun, to protect Armenians. I cannot think of a better time to come to, yes. come, to come out. <laughs> well, and this this is like uh, the uh, King Arthur, the stories of King Arthur. Merlin is supposed to be sleeping in a cave somewhere in England, mm -hmm. and he'll come back at some point to save England and protect the English and lead lead the king kingdom again or help yeah. lead the kingdom back. What do you think with that that kind of anticipation or that? Uh, uh, you know, waiting for something greater, waiting for this greater hero to wake up. He's not dead for some reason. He's yeah. not gone. Yeah. So this legend never it really ends. Yeah. This story never, there's no, it doesn't have an ending, but it's open. It's, you're just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. That's, that I. That anticipation, that uh, just, uh, it, it, it is interesting. The, the legend doesn't end. It, it's a cliffhanger. It's a, and it's an ultimate cliffhanger. You know, you can't add more chapters to the to the epic of David of Sassoon or the Daredevils of Sassoon because it's obvious now it's not just David. Mm -hmm. He's got, there's a lot more going on. But you're right, it's a way to sort of say it's not over. The story is not over. Even though there's not new chapters, No, the story is not over. The story is not over. And somebody may even think of new chapters. As the time goes by, as the time grows, more events happen, more things. The story... You can create a story. Yeah. You can based on events, based on the struggle of yeah. the people. And I think it is also desire of people, uh, always for, uh, always looking for a hero, always looking for a savior, always looking for a protector, and always having that desire kind of in the back of your mind that there is, uh, there is that great power. We have that great power within ourselves. Sometimes even yes. even think that we have that within ourselves. We have that greatness. We just have to go deep. We just have to go to our cave and find that great uh, yeah. hero within ourselves. We all can be that hero. I mean, yeah. But we have to. We have that. It is sleeping better. It is in a cave. It is. He shut himself in the cave. He's he's waiting. He there is a rock. There is a sword. But uh, there is always that anticipation. There is always. Uh, looking forward to that great power to come back. It's also I I don't think anybody would want to be one of the daredevils of Sassoon. Mm -hmm. They're even even when they were at their best, their lives ended up not being great. There's a lot of you know betrayal and death that happened. But I think everybody would want a daredevil of Sassoon on their side, <laughs> on their <laughs> you know with them. Yeah. You know you don't want to be you know it's it's a lot like. Some of the superheroes we have now, some of the Marvel superheroes, I mean, there's, they, some of them have tragic lives. You wouldn't necessarily want to be them, but you want them on your side fighting with you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But also there is this, this side, when you compare to the heroes, they, they are smart, they know what they're doing, they, but these, these daredevils, they're similar to they're, they're the same heroes that exist in Russian folklore too, in other folklores. They, they are so naive sometimes. Yeah. There is this this beauty in their in their naive approach to life. They are simple. Yes. They all refuse to be a king. They yeah. all refuse power. They have physical power. They always fight, and they sometimes they may do crazy things for just 
you know, they were seven years of your life going looking for brides for 40 men. Yeah. For Ipalim. <laughs> they live really in the moment. They're not, they're not playing a chess match of how can I yeah. consolidate power. There is no strategy. And, yeah. There is no... It's all about what can I do to help. Well, what, when you learned this poem in school, did you read the whole thing? We read the abbreviated version, I think, in the first... They were in the, in the textbooks that we yeah. have in classroom. There were abbreviated versions of the book. Uh, but later, I think I read the whole book. I think it was by Hovhannes Tuma. I don't remember now, but... but um, yeah, I, I read the whole book later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the story is captivating. Yeah. The story is, uh, you want to read more, you want to... What happens next? What happens... Because it is evolving. There's always yeah. something happening, something going on. Uh, it, it doesn't doesn't end. But also, you have the images. When you think of David, yeah. David when you think of Mahesh, when you, when how strong they were, they were, they were sore, they the power they had. Uh, it is also the, I think for me today, if you it is it symbolizes the, uh, the the power, the greatness, the spirit that we Armenians we have. Yeah. We just have to go sometimes deep to to get it to find it, but it it symbolizes the struggle that uh, all Sasun ultimately is Armenia, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the absence of king. The betrayal always, I think it's the story of Armenia. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we are still kind of uh, in, the, in that state. We are looking for that great uh, savior to come and to help and to protect. Yeah. Yeah, I think? I think I, I could see how uh, even if you, how David is, is a good um, example for young people of... Mm-hmm. Just you know, do not not everything he did, but the spirit of him wanting to protect his people and to be of help and to not seek power, but to use his power to help other people. Yeah, there's a lot of you know we skipped over it, but there were a lot of small little parts of his story where when he comes back to Sasun, he writes a lot of wrongs, and they're not big wrongs; they're little wrongs. Mm-hmm. They're things like you know feeding, you know, slaughtering some of the deer and the. Uh, grounds the the protected grounds to feed the villagers and and rebuilding the altars and he does a lot of small civil you know civic civic duty things right and he is a good he is a good citizen he's a good armenian he is a good yeah. pe- person of the people and of the land yeah restoring restoring things always making yes. things right yeah always and that's that was their their duty it, it, it seems they didn't have they didn't have personal life, yes. it seems. I mean, although they were married, but sometimes they would leave their lives and their wives and just go away for, for duty. Yeah. Their duty was to the people. Their duty was to the country. Their duty was to make things right and always serve the people. Yeah. I think that's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we need. The stories are inspiring. The stories are beautiful. Yeah, you're right. We skip a lot of parts, but it's impossible in a it's short period a, it's of time. It's just too big. It's a lot. This might be our longest episode ever. Yeah. And we still didn't even cover most of it. Yeah, it's not over yet. But that yes, <laughs> but that was that was a lot of fun. It it is a lot of there is there is a lot to tell. <laughs> it is our national uh, epic poem. Yes. We have to uh, at least know what it's about. Yeah. Although it's hard to know what it's about. <laughs> I mean, if you ask at the end, what is it about? <laughs> it's 
Well, I'd love to, you know, to our listeners, I'd love to hear if you have a favorite part of the story or, you know, a memory of when you first learned about it. We'd love to hear about it. Leave yeah. a comment. If you haven't read it, just go and find it. I, I think it's available online or even even in libraries or Armenian. I think yeah. it's widely available. So just read it. So it's a beautiful story and a good story to read too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting. You may find some, uh, some stories and some... Uh, Parts of it that you can also draw some parallels with Armenia in Armenia's story too. Yeah. Story of Armenia. That was our episode. Yeah. For, thanks for uh, listening. For uh, the Devils of Sassoon. Uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as, as we did. And looking forward to our next episode. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.